Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, ACB member and friends. Welcome so much to this first time audio description project media committee call with Carl Richardson and Erica Wolf. Carl hey, Erica. Hello, Hello, Carl. Thank you so, so much for being here tonight. Yeah, so Erica is, I'm not, for those of you who may or may not know, I'm the co-chair of the Audio Description Project along with Kim Charleston. And we thought we would start doing community calls on a probably a quarterly basis and uh, to do with media and audio description. And since the Oscars on this Sunday, the 12th, live are going to be audio described live we thought what better way to start off to let people know all the pictures they have uh all the nominations and i have the full list in front of me from best picture to best actor actresses screenplay music and eric and i are going to talk a little bit about the movies and then we would invite others to join in and tell us what they watched and what their favorites are don't you think erica Yes, it sounds like a splendid idea to me, Carl. Let's get started. So if you don't mind me, Erica, if mind me saying, I would put the category, so there's 10 Beck Picture nominations this year. Currently, we have access to nine out of the 10 with audio description. I think all 10 were audio described at one point, meaning Triangle of Fagnus, which we can't find on streaming with audio description. I think was audio described in the theater, but some reason the audio description file didn't carry over. But I, when it went to streaming, but I would put the best picture category in three distinct categories. One would be box office hit. And the Academy a few years ago expanded from five nominations to 10 nominations for best picture. One, because they're concerned of the ratings of the Oscars on the network going down. So they thought if they included some more commercial hit, that it would draw more people to the movies. And two, when there were only five nominations per category, they felt some things were being left out. So in the blockbuster category, I would put Avatar, The Way of Water, which has made worldwide over $2 billion and is a sequel to also one of the top hits of all time, Avatar, which came out, I think, in 2009. That's correct. Then we have the one of your favorite movies, I know, because you told me earlier, Elvis, which made about $300 million. That was also a box office success. Then we have Top Gun with Tom Cruise, who doesn't seem to age, which was just a fun movie. And then we have... um, Everything, everywhere, all at once, which was also a financial success. Those were the four movies that were box office hit. That's one category. Then I would have another category, which are typical Oscar nominations. And they are All Quiet on the Western Front, which is a remake of a 1930 movie which actually won Best Picture back in 1930 and based off a famous German anti-war novel from World War I. 
and and they tend to win nomination. The Favelman, which is kind of a semi-autobiographical pick about Steven Spielberg, and it's about a young boy who wants to be a filmmaker. And then the Banshees of an Oh, Ban, thank you. I knew you would know, Eric. I just, and Eric is actually going to take over in a minute. Banshees of an Issuant, which is about a movie about two Irishmen in Ireland on an island during the Irish Civil War who were friends for a lifetime and are no longer friends. And it's kind of a, it's an interesting movie. We'll talk about. And then the three that are kind of outside typical nod but they're movies worth looking at. And and one in particular, I think, should win Best Picture, in my opinion, but we'll get to that. One is trial, Triangle of Sadness, which we currently can't find with audio description. So that's the only one out of the nine pictures I didn't watch. The other is Women Are Talking, which is an interesting movie. It's about it's based on a true story that took place in 2006 in Bolivia. And it's about this Mennonite, community, this fairly religious community that abuse women and think make the women believe it's their fault and they have to have a so the women hold a meeting among themselves only whether to leave the community, stay and fight, or do nothing. Fascinating movie. It's a tough movie to watch, but it's a fascinating movie. And then Tar with Kate Blanchett, who plays a world famous female composer. And it's about her. So the, those are the 10 movies. Do you have anything to add? Erica? Well, just to say that this is going to be such an exciting night in television on Sunday evening at the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles. Uh, just to let everyone know, Carl, I think we ought to just fill everyone in on when the Academy Awards will actually be taking place Sunday evening. Again, it'll be uh, happening in Los Angeles. It'll be televised on ABC in a myriad of ways you can access the the uh, the programming you can either stream it through a, a number of ways if you happen to have UTTV live or a couple other streaming networks uh, i believe if i remember reading it correctly uh, AT&T TV uh, you can also access the information and the programming through ACB uh, .com, the ABC app itself, if you don't happen to have cable TV. So it can be streamed in a number of ways besides just going to the ABC channel. And so that will be taking place at 8 Eastern and 7 Central. And prior to that, there will be a, a continuous red carpet show leading up to the actual Oscars. Throughout the day, there's going to be uh, no, a number of hours where you can tune in and find out who will all be present throughout the time of the show. Jimmy Kimmel will be the host of the uh, nightly Academy Awards. This is his third time hosting. He hosted back in 2017 and 2018. So th this is his third time around as a co uh, the lead host rather. So I'm definitely just very much looking forward to to watching, taking in the award show. For a number of years, Carl, I don't know if you knew this about me or not, but since I was a young girl growing up, I've always had a real fascination, a really strong yearning to watch these different award shows. 
And of course, I always looked so forward to watching the Academy Awards, the Oscars. I always dreamed of saying someday, and the Oscar goes too. And you know what? I'm so thrilled to know that audio description is going to be a large part of the show this coming Sunday evening. Yeah. And I know you feel the same. Well, I do. And I don't know how many people know this, but I actually had the pleasure in 1991 when I lived out in L.A. going to the Academy Award. Um, the year that I think it was um, uh, a movie that Kevin Costner directed. I can't remember the name of it right now. The one about the Western he did with the Indian Native American um that year. So I actually went to the Academy Award in person that year because I would uh, live in LA and working in the film industry then. So, but I'm very excited. And I think thanks to the advocacy of the American Council of Blind, the Audio Description Project, and viewers like all of you, that we have quite a few of these titles are actually audio described. You want to, um, why don't we do. Um, thoughts and impression on each movie if you watch them. Like I've said, I've watched nine out of 10 and then we can break into some of the other categories and then uh, open it up to the community. Yes, that sounds so, like a great idea. So the first one, if we go alphabetically, All Quiet on the Western Front. Did you watch that one? Yes, I, I actually watched part of the movie. It's a war movie. And so I, I didn't watch the entire film but when I did watch it, it was pretty fascinating. Yeah, I, so I did watch it, and it's a long movie. It was originally done in German, so the version that was available on Netflix is audio described in English and dubbed in English. Um, it's an anti-war movie, and it makes a good reason for not to have war. Um, I will say that from what I can see, because I have a tiny amount of vision left, not much, but it was beautifully shot and the production was good. But it's hard to watch for two and a half hours, people getting shot, bodies being blown up. Um, uh, while I think it was a good movie and I had a strong message, I'm not sure that um, I personally would watch this again and give it the Academy Award. That's kind of my feeling. That's just it in a nutshell, Carl. I don't really like seeing anything blown to bits, to pieces. And so, therefore, I, I'm really not a big war film uh, fanatic or a fan. I, I don't really care for and those I, types of movies, generally speaking. I stand corrected. I said I've seen nine out of the ten. I've seen eight out of the ten because I just realized I haven't seen the next one, Avatar The Way of Water, because I haven't had a chance to go to the movie theater yet because it's making so much money it's still in the movie theater. Have you seen that? Probably not, right? No, no, I have not uh, gone to this movie theater at all, but I have seen some of the first film, Avatar, right. okay. without a description. And it's about the water creatures that live in the earth, and it, it's supposed to be well done, and it's going to be Avatar, The Way of Water, is going to be one of three sequels that James Cameron is going to be directing. So this is sequel number one with two more films to come and an exclusive deal with Disney. Um, and that, and if anybody's seen it in a few minutes when we open it up, I'd love to hear their thoughts on it. As would I. I would, would like to hear 
Yes, why don't we do that, Carl? Why don't we uh, break away from our discussion here just for a moment, if you'd like, and we can see whether anyone else out there has viewed the film as of yet, if they've had an opportunity to go out to the movie theater. Does that sound like a plan? Sure. Okay, great. Hello, streamers. I am looking, and at the moment, I do not see any raised hands. Okay, why don't we go to the Banshees of Itchern, Erica? Yes, let's do. That sounds like the way to go. Now, I got to tell you, this is a little peculiar to me. <laughs> Carl, I, I want to get your feedback, hear your thoughts. It so, was uh, somewhat interesting to watch throughout the entire film. It's just, um, it was very puzzling to me, the friendship that these two men had between one another. And uh, the fact of the matter is, well, maybe you should describe it a little more. As I don't as know that. I don't know how to describe what happened <laughs> without doing the spoiler alert. Right, we don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> let's just say that um, the hand of friendship does not exist anymore. <laughs> Um, yeah, something's so, been missing. Some, so there's, there's, <laughs> some of the friendship fell apart after a while. So it's this movie between an older man played by um, Brandon. Fraser. I can't remember. Yeah, you're the, right. Brandon Fraser. Who, Is that how you pronounce his last name? Oh, yeah. Who, it for many of you may know him. He was in uh, several Harry Potter films. And then, um, I'll forget, Will Fowl. Um, yes. And... It's well acted, it's well made, it's well done, but it, and there are parts of it that are humorous. I love the woman that played the um, sister. I thought she was great, but the two have an unusual friendship and it takes an unusual turn. And she does. <laughs> I don't know that they ever will be friends again. So uh, I think uh, you're right. I but, think you're correct. And I don't want to give away. It's worth watching. It's gotten a lot of critical reviews, but it 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 there are parts of it that are a hard watch. But it um, I thought it was audio described well too. But it it I, we can't say too much because it 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 you have to watch it to believe it. I will say this: I've been on small islands in Ireland, and it does cover the culture and the isolation and the boredom that people on the island face. And I think that had a lot to do with what went on in the movie. Okay. Yes. That's fair to say. I believe that's definitely fair to say. I and the next, yeah, the next <laughs> title is your favorite, right? Oh, or one of your favorite. Are we talking Elvis now? Yes. Outstanding film. I recommend it. I highly recommend it to any of those out you out there. All of those who haven't seen it yet, haven't had the opportunity to watch it. It's just incredible. Austin Butler, in my opinion, was absolutely phenomenal in the role. I believe he deserves an Oscar win. And we'll have to see what happens, whether that takes place or not. But I truly believe he's well-deserving of the, of the Oscar. So I saw the movie, too. And it's available on HBO Max for those who are curious where to watch it. Um, and if any of you want to know where to watch any of these titles, go to the ADP website at adp.acb.org and type in the title into the master list search, and it'll tell you where it's currently available to watch. 
Albert, um, I'm a bit of an Albert fan. He died on my 10th birthday in 1977. Um, the movie I thought was okay. I'm not as big a fan of Erica because I have a bias towards the director. He tends to take movies and turn them into, like, in my opinion, MTV videos. So I enjoyed the movie and I enjoyed the music. I had a hard time buying Tom Hanks, and I'm normally a huge Tom Hanks fan, as Captain Parker. His accent threw me off a little bit, but it was an interesting movie, and I didn't realize the role that Alvis played in race relations and what he tried to do about that. So that was kind of cool. Yes, and Carl, I must say, I'd like to add that Colonel Tom Parker uh, portrayed by, he was portrayed by Tom Hanks. I thought Hanks did an exceptional job as usual. However, the accent was a little hard to believe. I, I wasn't really sure where he was from at first in the beginning of the film. Later on, it came out that he was from Holland. And there were a lot of facts about Elvis that I had never known about in past years. So it was really pretty educational to me. I enjoyed the film through and through, all the way throughout the duration of the film. So I'm really uh, glad I got a, a great chance well, to watch Well, it sounds like that you should win picture. Well, you know, it, it's really hard to, I, I think it will win a, a number of awards, but come to think of it, everything, everywhere, all at once is up for the most amount of war, awards. 11, yeah. Yes. And, then and Nick was, so I enjoyed the movie. It, it, and for those who... No, Michelle Yeoh, she was in a lot of um, action movies in China early on, and she'd been in a lot of movies here. Um, most notably, she was in the James Bond movie about 25 years ago um, with, with Pierce Brosnan, and um, it, it gave in my mind what the name of it was, but she was in that, and she was in Star Trek Discovery recently in the series, so she'd been around, but she'd never, ever in her 30-year career been nominated for an Academy Award. And this time she's nominated for Best Actress. And this movie, she played a Chinese immigrant with a family, uh, a, you know, a, a daughter who's a lesbian, a father who's somewhat critical of her, a husband who um, she's got to deal with. She also runs a successful laundromat business. She's being audited by the IRS, but she also lived in an alternate universe where she's defending and fighting against the evil of the universe, that everything, everywhere, all at once. The thing that's interesting about this movie is much of it is in Chinese. Um, so the voice talent and audio description, um, they have a number of voice talents, one that's doing the AD and then voice talent that are overdubbing the uh, Chinese. So it is a bit of a... Um, you got to work at it to listen, but it's a, it's a decent movie and you have to pay attention because there's so much going on. I think, so there's two categories that I put in the Oscars, what should win and what will win. This is not what should win in my opinion, but this is what will win. I think Hollywood will pick this one to win. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Right. The one because we're talking about now. <clears throat> Well, and see, when they rank the when they rank the best picture, they do it on a um, a ranking system, not the number of votes. So if you pick 
one through 10, you'll pick this one should be one, this one be, should be two, this one should be three. So if you got a lot of twos and threes, you can win best picture, even if you get didn't get the most ones because it's done on a ranking system. Um, yes. The Falbelman, um, did you see The Falbelman? Yes, I sure did. And I really enjoyed the film, to tell you the truth. I, I really did. I found that it was fairly captivating throughout the entire time it, it aired. It was a little bit longer than I was thinking it would be. It was close to three hours, I believe, if I'm re recollecting correctly. Most of these films we've discussed so far have been that long. Um, they have, yes. They've been lengthy. They've been actually very lengthy. So this was directed by Steven Spielberg, and he took many themes from his childhood, which led him to be a filmmaker, and incorporated it into this film. And I, as a person who went to film school and my major is film, actually loved this film. Um, it, 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 it showed why he fell in love with film from a little boy when he saw his first movie, The Greatest Show on Earth, directed by, um, oh, God, I'm blanking out again. I'm, I'm not doing a good job today. But anyway, where he saw the movie, and then he, and in the movie, did the train crash, and so he had a train set and he stimulated the crane crash and, and with his home movie camera and from there went on to become a famous film director. And I loved it at the very end of the movie where he's like a 20-year-old kid and he's meeting John Ford, who's a famous film director. But John Ford was actually played by David Lynch, who was also a famous film director. So that was kind of a... So this was the movie. And what's interesting, Erica... If yes. we step outside of the best picture, there were three movies that are all nominated in different categories, which were all about the love of cinema. Yes. Probably one of them, and you, you probably know the other two, right? Uh, yes. Or at least Babylon. Which one? Babylon. Babylon. And which then... would take place during the silent movie era in the 1920s with Bad Pitt. And then there was one more that was nominated for Best Cinematography called The Empire Light. And this was my favorite. I would have put this in the best category, picture category. I would have picked it to win. About a woman played by Olivia Richard who worked in a movie theater. And I want to live in the movie theater she worked in. It had velvet dancings and big staircase and a big wide screen and a projector. And it was a love letter to movies. And, and so... Empire Light, which is also on HBO with audio description. Um, so, and she's now, uh, she didn't get nominated, but that was the best cinematography. And that was kind of cool. Uh, I think we just have a couple more and then we should open it up, right? Yes, we should. Most certainly. Uh, Tar, did you see Tar? I did see Tar, and that was something else, I got to tell you. I, there were a lot of scenes. <laughs> yeah, let me let me know what you you thought, uh, Carl. So, like Carl is about a, uh, uh, it's played by Kate Blanchett, who played the conductor of the Berlin Symphony Orchestra in a male-dominated field of composers and orchestras, and how she's got to be competitive. She was phenomenal. Okay, I will say that she was phenomenal. I don't know that I don't know what to think of the movie because 
um, she's a very flawed character. Yes. And I think it's a good character study. Um, and at times I felt uncomfortable, but that's the power of cinema. Oh, yes. There are going to be points in the movie. I found that to be the case with several of these films that I did watch, Carl. There were some troubling moments. Even in The Fablemans, there were a few disturbing scenes that didn't really rest well with me. However, I kept watching the movies, even though there were some uncomfortable moments or scenes that I did have to watch or get through. But uh, yeah, I feel like a lot of times some of these movies can really do without some of these real graphic or uh, very intense scenes. How, how do you feel about it, Carl? I don't mind graphic scenes if it propels the story. When it's just doing it for the, for the sake of doing it, I don't like it. But if it's part of the storytelling, I don't mind it at all. And it's okay for movies to feel uncomfortable. I'm glad I saw Tar. I mean, there's nothing graphic in it. It's just somewhat manipulative in the movie. And part of that made you uncomfortable because you want to like her. You want to like her. And and there were times when it was hard to like her. She, I don't think, I mean, she would, she might win the Academy Award for Best Actress, although I would give it to Michelle Williams for playing the Fable and um, for the young yes, I, mother. Yes, I would agree. I definitely agree with you. I think she uh, should take home the Oscar yeah. for certain. I didn't see, uh, oh, I did see Top Gun. Maverick. Yes. yes. You go ahead on this one. Oh, I just loved it. Uh, I saw it at the theater way back when in the early part of the summer of this past year in 2022. And uh, I absolutely loved it. Of course, I, I usually like all Tom Cruise movies. I'm a pretty big fan of his. And then, of course, Jennifer Conley. I've always really enjoyed her work. Yeah. And so um, she plays his uh, love interest in the film. She plays Penny. And of course, and this she is plays a sequel to Top Gun that was made back in the mid 80s. Yeah. 1986 is when that first Top Gun movie came out, if you can remember, with Kelly McGillis and Tom Cruise and Anthony Edwards and Meg Ryan was actually in it. That was her first major role, yeah. So, yes. And in the movie, the son of Anthony Edwards Ed from the Ed first film. Yes. In it. And but it, it, what's amazing about this movie is he made all the actors and Tom Cruise fly the plane themselves and actually go through the G-force. And it's my understanding from sighted people who have seen the movie, the aerial photography is stunning. It's not CGI, meaning computer graphics animation. It's actual aerial photographers with jet fighters. The Navy lent their plane to be used in the movie and had, so it, it's actually done in photography. And it just, this reminded me, this movie just reminded me of what a summer blockbuster movie should be. Just a fun movie, eating popcorn, just enjoying the movie. You know, um, I don't know that I would give it an Academy Award, but it was a fun, fun movie. And it's available on Paramount Plus and and um, uh, uh, other iTunes and Prime Video. So it worth it if you want to just have two and a half hours of fun. It's definitely worth watching. I agree wholeheartedly. It was highly enjoyable. And uh, speaking of animation, could we go back to that for a moment? Animated films. Uh, 
well, I'm going to try to pronounce his name right. I've been working on it. Well, we yeah, we can go to we just have one movie more to talk about in the best picture, and then we can go, jump into any category if you want. Yes, sounds that sounds like a plan. All right. Uh, what's what's our last film that we have not? Well, I'm going to skip Triangle of Thought in it uh, because I couldn't find that with AD, and I don't think you could either. The last one is Women Are Talking, which oh yes, this would be the one I would give the Academy Award to. For best picture? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. One, because of the topic. It's about how women are treated in society. They were, in this movie, the characters were sexually abused. And the movie starts off with that premise, so I'm not giving any spoiler alert. Um, they were sexually abused by men, and the men made them believe it was their fault. And they, the women figure out it isn't, and they have a discussion on what it's about. And you see these women grow and develop during the course of the two-hour film on how and what they're entitled to, education, equal rights, uh, decision on how to raise their family. So this movie topically gave me the most to think about, and at times as a male made me feel quite uncomfortable, okay? But yeah. it's okay, and um, I would, uh, this is the movie I would get and this movie was directed by um, a female who was overlooked in the best director's category. And what's interesting in the best women's best director category, there are no female directors this year. And I think that was an oversight, which is interesting when there's a movie about women. Of course, there's no... So that it... And this, I can't remember the director's name right now, but she is a child actress and who then went into the field of directing. She was in, as a little girl, she was in the movie, The Adventure to Barry Munchausen, for instance. So she's been around, um, but this would, so I, so in summary of the best picture categories, and then we'll go into any of the categories you want to discuss. In summary of the best picture category, what I think should win will be Women Are Talking, what I think will win will be Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. How about you? Oh my goodness. Well, if I had to predict, I would probably say I kind of think that maybe the Fablemans will win simply because it seems like Steven Spielberg movies really go over well with different audiences. And uh, and it is course, about Hollywood. Yes. Yes, it sure is. And so I, I'm leaning towards that direction. I'm thinking maybe Fablemans will take home the uh, best picture. Okay. Award. You want to go to another category, or do you want to see if anybody uh, wants to say something? Oh, let's see if anyone has any thoughts on what we've been discussing here, and then we can always jump to the other categories if you like. Streamers, streamers, are you there? <laughs> we are here, but uh, I am looking to double check. And there are no raised hands. What and quick reminder, if you do want to raise your hand, just uh, Alt-Y on the PC, Option-Y on the Mac, or the raise hand button on your phone, star 9 if you are dialing in via telephone. And um, still no raised hands. Oh, that's okay. Just feel free, Herbie, or any of the other streamers. Please, all of you, feel free to let us know if anybody does have a raised hand if they'd like to contribute any thoughts. By the way, can you just give us an estimate about how many people are there listening? 
how many listeners we might have tonight. So you currently have uh, nine people over on the attendee side. Uh-huh. And I'm looking in Clubhouse. Just me and you, Herbie. Yep, that's what I'm seeing. So, oh, all right. Okay, hey. so we have a small but passionate group. Yes, we sure do. Well, a, a, a lot of them might be over at the leadership conference. So it's no, that's what I think. That's what I was thinking. But this is going to be a start, Erica, and we're going to do more topics and have other guests from from people, hopefully, in the audio description business as we move forward. Um, yes. So, where did you want to go next? Best actress, actress, animation? I think you want to go to animation, right? Yeah, animation sounds like a good place to go, a good area to travel to, to hear for a moment. Guillermo del Toro for Pinocchio. I believe he should win for directorship. He, he was just outstanding outstandingly brilliant in coming up with this film and uh, recreating uh, Pinocchio. I mean, he just did a phenomenal job, I think. Were you able to see it at all, Carl? I didn't see any of the animated movie, but I have the list here if you want me to go through them. Yes, why don't you? I'd like you to go through them if you'd like. If you choose. Oh, I thought I had the list. (laughs) You know, uh, Pinocchio was one of them, right? Yes. Puts in boots. Puts in boots. Oh, here it is. So, Guillermo uh, del Toro Pinocchio, which is on Netflix. Yes, it is. Marshall the Shell with shoes. I didn't see that, but that's on iTunes and, and um, Prime Video. Push and push and boot the uh, the last witch was a sequel to the original push and boot. The sea. Yes, uh, that one. That yeah, rings a bell. What was it called again, Carl? The sea. I'm trying to get the word. Oh sure. The sea beast. The Sea Beast, yes. I, I had begun watching that, but it was some time ago, so I'm actually going to have to go back and, and recap it. And turn in red, and turning red on Disney. Yes, and wasn't that uh, Angela Bassett movie also within that category? Of the Ten, Angela Bassett was in Wakanda uh, with the sequel to um, Wakanda. Yes. Um, the, the uh, Black Panther, Wakanda yeah. Forever, and yeah. she she this is the first um, Avenger movie that's ever been nominated for anything. That's what I was thinking, and so that fits within that category, doesn't it? Is that included? Is that within the animation category? I don't remember. Are you there? Yeah, I'm listening. So I'm sorry. Go oh. ahead. What was that? Oh, I was just asking if the. Uh, the Wakanda Forever was actually in that that particular category. Or does yeah. it fall underneath another? Oh, do you want me to read some of the other actresses? Sure. Yes. Where did I put it? It Angela Bassett. Yes. And the full name of the movie once more is 
Um, I for some reason I'm having a hard time finding the list, but the movie, the actress from the movie Blonde, uh, yes. which is the movie about Mel Monroe. Yes, I enjoyed that. How about yourself? Did you happen to? See I enjoyed it, but here it is. I got it now. Okay. So the other actresses for best best actress was Kate Blanchett and Tar, which we already discussed. She was phenomenal. Yes. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce the woman that played Mount Monroe because I'm going to mispronounce the name and butcher it. I enjoyed the film. I thought they took some liberties with the fact of Mount Monroe like me being a bit of a film buff and a historian. I, I, I really know a little bit about Mount but I enjoyed the movie overall. It was a movie called Andrea Riseborough, and she's in the movie Intellectually, which I did not get a chance to see. No, in fact, that does not include audio description, does it? I, I didn't think it did, but correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. I, I don't really No, I don't it. think it did. Then Michelle Williams, who I think stole the show in the Falcon, she played the mother of the young um, man. And that movie was not only about filmmaking, but had a little bit to do with an anti-Semitism. So that was... Uh, interesting too because Steven Spielberg as a um, Jewish person would certainly know a little bit about that growing up in California in the uh, 60s. Michelle Yeoh was also nominated and as we discussed that was her first, first time. From actors, male actors, Austin Butler and Elvis, which I suspect you want to see win. <laughs> I do. I'd love to see him win it. I really think he needs to win it. Colin Farrell because... uh, in The Banshee of Vitron. Brendan Fraser in The Whale. Um, this is a movie about a uh, person who's a bit older, who's a school teacher, uh, or, you know, works in education and higher ed, and he has trouble having a relationship with his family and things like that. It's um, played by Brendan. Um, I can't, but he's huge and he had to put, and in real life, this person is not that big. So he had to put on a, um, what they call a fat suit in Hollywood. I wouldn't use the word fat, but that's what they call it. And, um, and hence the whale, he, he, he's rather large in the movie. Um, so it, it, and a lot of people think, while the movie's interesting, a lot of people think he gave a performance of, of, of his lifetime. Um, so. Yes. And he won a SAG award. He, he won an actor award, uh, not long ago, about a week or so ago when the SAGs aired, yeah. when they were on, I was so glad to see him win. It was kind of an emotional speech he gave that night. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he walks away with the Oscar. Actually, I think he will. Yeah, most certainly. And so, and then there was Paul Nestle and After Sun, and this is who I would give it to. After Sun is a movie about a man and his daughter going on vacation and how they interact and are having relationship issues. And I thought Paul Nestle was great. Bill sure Niley in Living, <laughs> um, I haven't had a chance to see that. So that's in the best actor category. Um, does anybody, do you want to, uh, anybody want to join in? Or oh, we can talk about music um, and songs or, or writing. 
whatever. Sure, we can move to those areas. Let's see, the streamers, do you see any hands or anyone that would like to participate? Nope, I currently do not. Okay, sure, just uh, feel free to let us know at any given moment <laughs> if, if there are anyone. I have been on the constant anyone. lookout. Okay, sounds all right. I guess we should just move along then, Carl, uh, on to music. Okay, you want to do music? Let's do music. So... Yes, I'm here. Uh, I mean, oh, I, I went to the wrong one. I went to the word sound and it brought up sound. I meant soundtrack. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> will give me a second. I'm sure. Um, what was your favorite? song that you've heard so far have you heard all the songs i i believe so but let's uh let's talk about those gosh I, i'm trying to think of what they were again uh you said lady gaga she, from i want to uh, hold i want to hold your hand right yes and you're gonna possibly play a little clip of that maybe towards the end of our call right. if, we, if we have time uh, let's see there's a lot to kind of tr keep track of here there's uh, quite a bit within these lists. So uh, let's see. What were they again? Yeah. For some reason, my I'm not as prepared as I should be. I apologize, Eric. Oh, no, it's quite all right. I, I found I it. Okay, so this is for original songs, okay? So that yes. means, you know, um, applause. Yes. From Tell It Like a Woman. I haven't seen that movie, so I don't know that song. Hold My Hand by Lady Gaga, who I love anything Lady Gaga does. So I, I do too. I agree wholeheartedly. I just From love her. Top Gun Maverick. Yes. Lift Me Up from Black Panther. Naughty, Naughty from RRR, which I haven't seen, but a lot of people say this is going to be the song to beat and win. Oh, and really? I guess okay. it's very contagious and it makes people want to dance and that <laughs> sort of thing. And then the song, This Is A Life from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which um, is good too. So those are the songs um, that... that um, uh, everybody wants to that that are nominated for best song. Yeah. Um, you know, and and what? Uh, let's see. We could we could talk about writing. Yes, let's talk about writing. So there's uh, two categories in writing. That those who are based on something else, like if it was a book or a play, and then there's originals. Mm -hmm. Should we look at so, the adaptive screenplays, the ones sure, that are? Yeah, I got it right now. Okay. All Quiet on the Western Front, because that was based on a book from the uh, late 1920s. Black Onion, which if nobody's seen that. That's a cool movie. That's a sequel to um, 
knives out directed yes. and and it got da- uh Daniel Craig who formerly played James Bond as the detective and it's kind of like a throwback to Agatha Christie and they're just fun and enjoyable Living which I haven't seen Top Gun uh Maverick which is the sequel and Women Talking which is based on a book which is available on board and I've actually read it it uh it it's a good book I would like to read it just to see how it compares to the movie. I gotta say, with the writing of of that movie, uh, women talking, uh, I I didn't think they gave enough background on the Mennonite colony. The fact that that's what it was uh, from the get go, it just seemed like they really focused in on the screenwriter. Really focused in on just the women. It, it was kind of continual scenes. I thought a lot of the same thing happening throughout the entire length of the movie. Um, so I would have liked a lot of, lot more background given, to tell you the truth. Quite frankly, I don't think there was enough given at all okay, to really so. fully explain. That was just the uh, opinion I had okay. while I was watching it. So and for so best, I, well, well and just, I, you and I differ. It was my uh, most thought-provoking favorite movie of the Best Picture nominated. So for Best Original Writing, is the Banshees of Ituran. Everything, everywhere at once, and that's certainly original because there's a lot <laughs> going on in that movie. Yeah, there was a lot going on. The Fableman. Tar. You know, they, they wrote that, I believe, well, during the pandemic, from what I read, uh, during 2020, uh, Spielberg and his co-writer, Tony... Oh, what's his last name? Uh, I know who you mean, who also wrote West Side Story. Yeah, he, he's him. a co-writer. Yes. Uh, it didn't take them long to to cooperate, or collaborate, rather, sorry, <laughs> collaborate on that piece of work on the Fablemans. Well, they no, were able to... Yeah. Oh, uh, go ahead. No, well, I mean, it's based on Steven Spielberg's life to a large extent. So he already knew what he wanted to put in the screenplay and what to put in the movie. Yeah, and I think they, he had been contemplating writing that way back when and just never really got around to it until, like, the pandemic struck. And so that was when he took some time to actually sit down and yeah. put, put his pen to paper, so to speak. So, uh, yeah, I... I really like the Fablemans. It kept me watching the film. I mean, I was, I uh, was pretty interested in continuing to watch the film throughout the entire time it, it ran. I don't always find that to be the case. How about yourself? Do you sometimes get disinterested in films? I'm sure there are some out there. Do I sometimes I, do what again? I get a little disinterested as you start, as you begin to watch a movie. Sometimes it just doesn't hold your interest long enough. Yeah, yeah, you wanna- absolutely. Um, the Fableman got me from the beginning because I'm a lover of film. And um, but but I had to force myself to watch all of All Quiet on the Western Front. I had to um pay attention to watching uh the Banshee the Veteran. I mean, that one scene was fairly yeah. uncomfortable. Yes. Um so there, there are movies that, but I tend to, when I start to watch a movie, I tend to remain committed and I tend to finish it. 
Uh, it's got to be a pretty bad movie for me not to watch to it. Yes. Uh, um, so I tend to, to, and I tend to watch mostly movies, um, occasional TV series, but I tend to watch mostly movies because that's my first love. And that's something the audio description has given back to me as I lost my vision. For a while there, I stopped watching movies. I stopped going to movies. And what audio description did was give that love of film back to me. The, the, the story of telling a movie through the art of moving pictures, you know, it, 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 um, pretty cool. Is there anybody that, uh, I feel like Erica and I are doing all the talking and we're, you know, we were kind of hoping this would be more collaborative, but I think next time we'll, um, try to pick a different topic and see if we can get people to join us. Um, to that effect, I'd love, and I know Erica would, because she's the one that's going to be planning these calls. We'd love to hear from this community what they would love to see future community calls be about as, as it pertains to audio description and media. Do you have any ideas or topics that you want to do over the next few months? Oh, absolutely. I have a number of topics oh. I'd like to cover. Uh, well, basically revolving around a lot of different types of genres of movies ones that relate to sports, since a lot of people are actively involved in adaptive sports out there and really concern themselves with remaining physically fit. I myself am an athlete. In fact, I'm training for a half marathon right now. It's supposed to be happening April 2nd uh, here in St. Louis. And uh, there's just a number of runs that I'm participating in. And so I'm a runner, a cyclist, and I really tr try to remain actively fit and I just have a, a strong interest, a keen interest in those types of films. And of course, we want to be able to uh, tap into the different networks, the streaming networks, whether it be Disney Plus. We're really interested in learning more about um, where things are going with streaming networks. Because as you know, uh, Carl, a lot of these networks are, are merging together. They're converging and they're becoming uh, larger as far as, uh, as an example, like uh, Warner Brothers, is, aren't they part of I mean, Amazon right now, as far as like Prime Video? And, uh, and we do have a raised hand. Oh, okay. And we have just under 10 minutes. Teresa, you are able to talk. Hello, Teresa. Hello? Hello? There Hi. Yeah, um, I was. I missed. Um, is you, you mentioned the, the the latest movie with Maverick with by Top Gun? Yes. Is it audio? Does it have audio description on it? It sure does. Okay, because I haven't I haven't seen it yet, and um, I'm saying maybe when it comes, I haven't gone to. Uh, I went to see a movie, but at the same theater. But I went to see something else instead. Um, I was thinking about waiting until it comes out. You know when it's coming out in the uh, stores, the uh, DVD. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, uh, no, you, you go ahead, Carl. I was just going to let her know that she can run it or uh, really that's the only way she can. I'm, get gonna, I'm looking to up it. where it is. Is it still playing? It did play in theaters for quite a long time because actually this movie did something that somewhat unusual. It was the number yeah. one, number one in box over on Memorial Day, and then the number one in box office on Labor Day, several months wow. later. 
But this movie is currently available on Paramount Plus, iTunes, Prime Video, and Vudo. So those are the places you can see it. I don't know if it's out on DVD, but it's available um, if you have access to any of those things with audio description. And it's a fun yeah. movie. It truly yeah. is. And when is it? When is this awards thing going to take place? The the one that involves these movies. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that, Teresa? When is the awards? Oh, the Academy sure, Awards are on Sunday. This the coming 12th. Sunday. Yes, the twelfth. Oh, okay. They'll be on ABC and and descriptive video works. They're actually going to be providing the live audio description throughout uh -huh. the entire time. On what network? Well, you'll be able to get that automatically. It, it should come through your uh, broadcasting channel or streaming network, whichever way you choose to watch it. But what Anything? network? Because, see, I don't have cable here, and, and I'm, I'm in Ohio, and um, there, there's not that many channels um, available you, uh, without cable. Do you get ABC over the air? Oh, it's on ABC. Okay, ABC, which is okay. ABC, which is um, uh, I think it's set, whatever. ABC, ABC. Um, okay, ABC, ABC television. Yeah. ABC broadcast. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the name of the guy that that um, ta um I know the Trump famous the the news guy. And just so you know, we do have one other hand. Oh, okay, yes. Thank well, you. We need to take that other hand. Thank you so much, Teresa. We really appreciate you giving some commentary. Okay, ABC, it's gonna be, okay so the awards are going to be on ABC, you said? Yes, at 7 p.m. Central, 8 Eastern time and 5 Eastern Pacific time. Okay. Yes. okay, thank you. Thank you. Kirby? All right, Diane. Hi. Yeah. Hello, Diane. Really Hi. interesting. I um, like Glad hearing about tonight. all the movies. Absolutely. I haven't seen any of them yet. Um, I'm really interested in the Elvis movie. Um, uh, I'll really enjoy that one. Yeah, I, I don't know so. if I, I don't know if I'll make I can make it through all all quiet on the Western Front. I don't know. I, that uh, I understand. I understand completely. Yes, if you but, have an opportunity, I would definitely recommend watching Elvis or any of the films we've oh, spoken yeah. about here. Yeah, no, they they sound good and you know interesting, um, and then. Uh, what's the voodoo? What's that? Um, is that a streaming network? I just heard of that recently. It is fairly new. Would you like to explain further, Carl? I'm sorry, what was that? He, he'd like to, or she would like to know about voodoo. Voodoo is, voodoo is voodoo. a streaming service, but it's also a service that if you buy DVDs and you put in a coupon code, it'll you can have access to it on voodoo. So I don't know. Voodoo is one of the ones that I know the least amount about, to be honest with you. But it's 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 owned by the studio because they wanted to um, get some of the revenue themselves. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I just didn't know what that was. And, oh, what's this? You know. So yeah. sure. Well, thank you. It's you know a great presentation. Probably like you say, you know, with, with everything going on in in Washington and everything, that got a low turnout, but really good and really enjoying it. Oh, well, thank you, Diane. We're glad you're here tonight. Thanks. And we have four minutes left. All right. So thanks, Herbie. That's why don't we wrap up with some Lady Gaga? Let's do it. Carl Carl Richardson. <laughs> Carl has started screen sharing. You are Gaga. viewing Carl Carl Richards. S screen. Oh, you're, 
you probably hear Josh. Do you guys hear Josh? Yes, yes, it's coming through. All right, here we go. So if anybody is interested... I am in not the, hearing your jaws. Okay, you're not no, hearing mine. No, uh, you're not hearing right. anything. Then we're going to skip Lady Gaga because I don't know <laughs> what I did. But if anybody... Next time, make sure you check the box that says share sound. I thought I did. I can try it real quick again. Hold on. You know what? I'm having computer problems today, and I apologize because I just got yeah. from... Webinar has been giving some people grief with screen share lately overall, so it's probably not just you. So Well, I also good. just got back from Canada a few hours ago and was not organized. But I hope everybody caught it. Erica and yes. I are passionate lovers of film and audio description, and we want to share it with everybody and have more collaboration. And we will be doing a wide range of topics in future months. And if you are interested in a particular topic, for instance, learning about a particular streaming service or genre or how audio description is done or anything, please contact, go to the ADP website. Carl, Carl Richardson, Carl has stopped screen share. And send in an email. And we will take that seriously. And just to uh, end on this note, Carl, wouldn't you agree that audio description has really come a long way since its inception? I mean, many years ago, I remember back in, uh, I'd say it was probably 2014, I'd say Russell Crowe was actually, he was describing one of the best pictures of the year. He happened to be the presenter, Carl. And I don't know if he happened to watch that year, but I remember distinctly that he started describing, he was the audio describer he did some live description and I thought it was phenomenal. And I remember telling all my friends and family, the uh, Hollywood just got progressive. I remember saying that that was my quote that always resonated. And uh, everybody remembers that they reflect back on that. Me telling them that audio description is just a means for me to really enjoy films. Like I norm normally would in past years when I actually could see all those years ago. So we have come a long way. The fact that we can talk about the overwhelming majority of Oscar nominees, including some of the documentaries and some of the lesser categories, which we didn't get to, such as costume design and editing and sound and cinematography. We have most, of those, most of those were audio de described, and I think that thanks to the advocacy of the community, the Audio Description Project, and the American Council of Blind, and more public awareness in general. So I have, why don't we let Erica wrap it up? Where should they tune in on Sunday night? Sunday night, everyone, uh, take a, a moment to sit down at your television sets and tune in to ABC, 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, whichever time zone you might be in. And I don't want to leave out Pacific Time as well since that's actually where they'll be hosted. Anyone, anyway, everyone have a wonderful evening. Thank you, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the show.